I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 267 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss running a podcast with a similar idea to another podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we discuss a few updates about a long-time podcast media hosting service. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we talk about some Black Friday deals that fellow hobby podcasters scored. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Yes, this is episode 267 of Better Podcasting. I am Steven, and with me, of course, is the fantastic SP. It's great to be back. We had to take a week off. Both Steven and I's voices were very rough. I don't know about you, Steven. Actually, I do know because we've been talking about it, but this December has been quite the just difficult month to get through. I started getting sick a little bit before American Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving, but American Thanksgiving. And I'm just getting over whatever it was. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. It wasn't RSV. It was just a really bad cold. Yeah, that's exactly what it's been been over in our household as well. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. I just finished putting up my Christmas lights because I had to do it in between sicknesses. That's unheard of for this crazy right. Canadian. Gosh, so, you usually knock that out in September. I know, it's crazy. But thank you, yes, to everybody who did uh, miss last week's episode and be okay with it. We did try to put some announcements out about that. It was one of those things we had to call off sort of last minute because of all the things. So thank you, everybody, who uh, gave us your support. And uh, we will we will actually have a bit of a different December schedule. There's one more episode after this one here. And if you do check out the show when we record it live at Geeks.Live, which is usually Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, well, just know that today, the day we're recording this on Wednesday, December 14th, is actually the last live recording until January. The next live recording will be Wednesday, January 4th, at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at www.geeks.live. But we've got our Discord server, so you should come out and talk with us during the holiday break, which is at www.betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. We'd love to have you over there. That would be fantastic. Definitely every single holiday break. We are just having so much fun in there because we just get a chance to kick back, relax, and just knock out some projects or talk to other people that are knocking out their projects. It's a great place to be during the holidays. If you have a moment, you should be spending it with friends and family as well, but you also are probably going to have some downtime. So in that downtime, we want to see you in our Discord server. And next week, um, in the release schedule anyways, episode 268, we're going to have our gear episode. But before we get to that, we got to record this episode, which is going to be about the idea of creating a podcast that already has a similar podcast. It's going to be lots of fun, right? 
There are only seven basic plots, or so the 2004 book by Christopher Booker stated. Although Christopher's premise received mixed responses from scholars and journalists, it is often quoted. Matter of fact, there was a senior management er, manager at my office that quoted it at least three or four times a year. And for the record, so we don't leave you hanging on such a profound introduction, Christopher's seven plots are Overcoming the Monster, Rags to Riches, The Quest, Voyage and Return, Comedy, Tragedy, and Rebirth. Regardless of how you feel about Christopher's premise, you may feel like all the podcast ideas have already been done. See what I did there? We transferred over to podcasting. They are already taken, and there's no use trying to think of something original anymore. While both of us would make discussion points to counter that thought, we also feel there is merit to the idea of not having a completely original idea to podcast. Case in point, Better Podcasting is a podcast about podcasting. Shocking. I know you're listening to Better Podcasting because it's a podcast about podcasting, but I just had to tell you that. Has it been done before we started in 2015? Oh, yes. Almost from the beginning of podcasting in 2004, there's been podcasts about podcasting. Did that stop us from doing better podcasting? Nope, not in the slightest. And why is that? Well, we'll be getting to the core of that answer over the next few minutes, because that's exactly what we're discussing for you today. Your choice to podcast with an existing idea. Now, let's start the conversation with this. We feel that podcasting is really only limited by your imagination. This is especially as a hobby podcaster. There's really no rules in podcasting. There's no governing body at the moment. There's no real standard for podcasting itself. And a podcast is really just a blank canvas for you to paint. It's basically a bunch of concrete and some two by fours ready for you to pour that foundation and erect the frame. A podcast is uncharted ocean, ready for your voyage. A podcast is a choose-your-own-adventure. Heck, even a few episodes ago, we talked about how there is ambiguity over what a technical definition is for a podcast versus what the general public accepts as the definition of a podcast. As a hobby podcaster, you don't have to report to anybody if you're creating your own podcast. And the long short of all of this is that neither of us believe that all original podcast ideas have been totally done exactly as you vision. Let's say you want to start about a topic that has already been taken or has a format that's similar to another podcast that's out there. You absolutely can do this, but we have a few caveats for this, right, SP? We personally would recommend you look at this form from a position of personal passion rather than a position of imitation. What we mean by that is you shouldn't be looking to do the same show as somebody else based on wanting to mimic that show. Instead, you should be looking at what exactly you do personally and what you personally want to do with that idea. For example, how many morning, afternoon, or nightly talk shows are the same idea? Even though the cliche morning show is a common talking point, in the end, these shows are often competing for listeners, and eventually somebody wins. This is because even with these common overarching cliche styles, each show is a little different, with choices being made to apply certain differences to, take, to their take on these shows. 
It could be as simple as the morning show hosts having more interesting stories to tell, or it could be that they have a better dynamic than others, or something else that's similar to this that just sets them apart. These differences add up, and they help set one show apart from another, even when they are the same morning show at first glance. But let's take a moment here to pause and discuss something important, because we are broadly using the term, quote, the same show, unquote. And we're using that term very liberally. We are not meaning that literally, quote unquote, the same show. We are not talking about copying a show exactly. In fact, by taking somebody else's podcast idea and adapting it to yours, you may have some legal considerations. We've said it before on the show and we'll say it again. We are not lawyers. And if you are more directly copying another show, the more you may want to consult an actual attorney before you end up getting a cease and desist or take down notice or get sued, especially if your artwork and name are not legally distinct. I mean, if it's the same from the artwork to the music to the actual show, you might have some issues, which is why we would recommend you stay away from doing a carbon copy of another podcast. But aside from the legal aspects, it's just not a good idea. Your personalities will probably be different anyway, so that in itself means there will be some specific variables that will impact the final outcome of the show. You are you, and the personality of the show, and there is no one else exactly like you in the world. So don't try to clone somebody else's show. It's disingenuous, and it just opens up legal troubles. And sometimes listeners will hear the difference. There's actually a podcast that you and I both know. Uh, it was hosted by somebody who we knew, and it, it ran for a little while. And then along the way, they changed the host. So it wasn't a, a copy of the show, but the new host sure copied the personalities of the old host. And a lot of the listeners noticed it, and they commented, and, and they could tell it was disingenuous. So, you know, just an example that people will tell if you're trying to copy someone else. Now, I'll bet you the stats for that show went dramatically down, too, once the new host came on board, because nobody just wants to see the same thing, but with different people, because you've gained that relationship with the other hosts over the course of the years. And if you get just get a carbon personality copy, it's just not going to be the same. So you feel loyalty to the original host. You need something different in order to inspire loyalty to the new host. And by just copying it, it's just not going to work. Now, instead of copying, if there is a show that's inspired you to create a similar podcast, we would encourage you to do just that. Use the show as inspiration. Getting back to our previous point, you should ask yourself, what do you want to contribute to this body of work? What unique offerings do you have? And how are these offerings going to help shape that podcast. What, what are you going to do to set yourself apart, basically? Some examples of this might include individual life experiences. Maybe it's a different type of personality style. For example, you may think that a show should have a different tone than the one that's actually inspiring you. Maybe you have friendships with others that are going to help co-host the show and add its own flavor. Maybe there's a totally different point of view on the subject matter. For example, you may find yourself hearing a show that, for all intents and purposes, you enjoy the show itself, but you disagree with the host about the core subject matter. 
there might be others out there who are thinking the same things as you, and they might want to actually hear a podcast that tends to reflect their opinions a little more often and get their point of view out there a little bit more often. Those individual listeners might find some comfort in hearing a show with a different position. Maybe it's just better quality. You might hear a show and, and cringe when you're listening to it, but you like the discussion. You're passionate, passionate about the discussion, but you know that you could do better and you could put out a better polished product. These are just some examples of things that might help set you apart. So now that we've established that there is definitely merit to multiple podcasts covering a similar concept, what are some things that you should focus on and what are some things that you should avoid? We're going to start with the things that you should avoid. You shouldn't create a similar feel or flavor. Your show shouldn't have a similar name, similar art, production elements, everything about the show that makes the show the show. This is because this will likely eventually come back to the imitation factor we mentioned. Let's be honest, no one is being an off-brand Coke when they can get the real deal for the same price. But the naming aspect is also important from a searchability or a name recognition factor. If you're similarly named, it might cause issues with listeners finding you in that SEO or search engine optimization, and they might even come looking for your show and they find the other show instead. But what are some of the things that we think are best practices in this situation? Well, first, we would encourage yourself to ask if you are passionate about the subject outside of podcasting, including outside of podcast consumption. For example, is this a topic that you regularly talk about with friends or another community? The reason we ask this question is because if you are simply starting the podcast as a reaction to an existing podcast, you may be more passionate about this podcast than the source material itself. And how long can you really keep up your interest if you're just doing a podcast out of the interest or shall I say resentment of another podcast? You might find the material gets boring quickly if you're not harping on the other podcast about the topic. The next thing we'd encourage you to do is be aware that the other podcast or podcasts exist. Although you don't want to mimic or copy the other podcast, you don't want to ignore it either. By being actively aware that the other podcasts exist, you can help make your podcast stand out. For example, asking yourself what your podcast will offer over the other is actually doing the exact opposite. It's finding a unique quality or gimmick for your show that you will offer to differentiate yourself or your show. However, you can't define this difference without being aware of what the other podcast has to offer. We'd also encourage you to consider what the public appearance will be when you create your podcast. And you might need to make some decisions about how you're going to position yourself based off of what you assume this appearance is going to be. You might come up with an, a really good plan on a way to offer a fresh take on what is essentially a non-original base concept. However, the general audience, once they hear about your show, they might come off as thinking this is just a copycat podcast. So if you think about this and you anticipate this reaction, you can figure out ahead of time what decisions are going to need to be made in order to cast your new show in the light that you want it to be seen at. For example, you might need to come up with a slogan that defines that unique quality and really helps drive that home. Or maybe you need to pick a name that is going to better differentiate yourself and show that unique quality. 
you may even want to think about bringing in some outside opinions to help determine this. Maybe you know of some people who are thinking about that other podcast or listen to that other podcast regularly. You could bring them on in and ask them what their thoughts are with your sort of launch plan. And another thing that we'd encourage you to do is have confidence in the plan that you're going to set out, right? As long as you know that you're creating your podcast from a good place and that you are offering something unique, you should be prepared to ignore outside noise. The reality is somebody is going to say, well, they just copied X podcast, or isn't that the same idea as Y podcast or Z podcast has been doing this for five years. Be prepared for this feedback and be prepared to ignore it. Even if you have a totally original idea for your podcast, you will still draw haters eventually. It's the nature of being in the public eye. But this might come a little faster if your podcast is a similar concept as another one. We'd encourage you to connect with your audience in a way that makes it reflect your original ideas. In the past, we talked about how it's important to connect with your audience. But in a situation where you're sharing an idea with somebody else, you need to make sure that connection reflects your unique offerings, or at least that's been our experience. What do we mean by that? Well, as we said earlier, podcasting about podcasting was not an original idea for us anyway. However, our angle was podcasting about hobby podcasting or passion podcasting. Although we have interacted and built relationships with many different types of podcasters, and let's just take a moment to say that we really appreciate all of these interactions, including the interactions that we have with professional podcasters, the reality is that we often position our feedback or interactions in a matter that highlights other hobby podcasters. This is particularly because as hobby podcasters ourselves, we truly enjoy interacting with other hobby podcasters, but also we know that this Something is something that helps us build relationships in a manner that supports the unique elements of our podcast, the focus on hobby podcasters. Now, the last thing that we want to mention here is that something that we've chosen to place last, because as hobby podcasters ourselves, it's kind of a splash of cold water that we feel is necessary, but also on the flip side, we hope that it serves to motivate you as well. Because we feel in the year 2022, or maybe I should say 2023, if you're listening to this a couple of weeks later, that's when it will be. The reality is that as a hobby podcaster with likely a limited budget, there is probably going to be someone who's going to come along the way in your podcasting endeavors, and they're going to probably build a show that's actually similar to yours. And this is becoming more and more apparent when there is big money coming into podcasting. And the reason why we mention this is because there are some podcasts which have been podcasting for quite a while, and then another podcast comes along and they have a much larger budget. Well, that larger budget tends to get some eyes and ears on it, and eventually it gets probably more attention than that podcast, that hobby podcast that was originally happening. And we mention this because if you are genuinely passionate about a podcast, you shouldn't drag your feet because you worry it's not an original enough concept. Instead, consider that you could come up with the most original idea that's possible. You, you, if no one else has ever done this idea. There's not a thing that anybody's ever done in the realm of it. 
And then eventually a bigger podcast comes along and does something similar. And that show grows bigger. And some people even begin to think that you copied their idea. It sucks, but that happens. So you shouldn't wait and instead start the show now that you're passionate about. Wouldn't you rather do something that you're passionate about than perpetually waiting to launch a podcast just because you think it's not an original enough idea? Just don't plagiarize or be a copycat. Yeah, podcasting, as we said at the top of the segment, is still an untapped space for your creativity. We sincerely believe that. However, if starting something completely original just isn't in the cards for you, there is still plenty of opportunity for you in the existing industry. Your personality alone will put your own mark on the podcast, but we would encourage you to make some changes to an existing podcast to reflect your way of podcasting. By following our best practices, you'll be setting yourself up for a better chance at success that we just talked about. And as Stephen just mentioned, having fun with your passion project is the most important aspect of any hobby podcast. In our opinions, that's the most important thing to do in any podcast, including one that you are adapting from another idea. Now, we asked a little bit about this idea in our Discord server ahead of time. We had said, hey, have you ever created a podcast where it's on the surface, a concept that already existed? If so, what unique angles or qualities did you add to make it an original idea? And we had a few responses. We had Damien the DM say, technically, yes. The tabletop role-playing uh, actual play podcast space is massive. That and the fact we play D&D makes us about as generic as possible at the surface level. Some of what uh, made us unique at the start, though, is being an all-in-person show and the level of experience everyone had. When we started, it was my first time as Dungeon Master, and for most of the players, they had never played before or hadn't played 5th edition in over a decade. Nowadays, what I do to try to set us apart is edit it as a cross between an actual play and audio drama. I've started to take to describing the show as straddling the lines between the two when talking about it. I do not do very much directing how scenes should play out. Patrons who have listened to our unedited cuts could attest to this. So everything in the episode comes off from a natural session at our table. However, the level of detail I go into editing and work on the sound design to add ambience, music, and sound effects is aiming for an immersive multicast storytelling experience like the one that would get out from listening to an audio drama or a well-produced audiobook. If anyone is familiar with the audiobook production company, Graphic Audio, I have to willfully prevent myself from stealing their tagline, a movie in your mind. First off, Damien, I didn't do your response justice. I was fumbling all over the words because I've told you this before. I've I've never played D&D before. Sorry. Yeah, and he's just learning how to read too. So there's that. that. The Damien. <laughs> yeah, Damien, that was an excellent excellent uh unique way to phrase what we just talked about. Yes, you've been doing a tabletop role-playing game for a while and you weren't the first. So you just adapted something and then ran with it. Now, original waffles on our Discord server. He also runs the Play Comics podcast on the GunnaGeek.com network. He commented and he said, quote, just having a video game and comics-based show, I have to convince people that I'm just not another review type thing. 
that the games based on comic angle isn't just a way to filter out what I'll look at. It really is the entire focus of the show. But if somebody else came along and wanted to copy me, have at it. The fact that they have different perspectives for me and would get different guests makes it worth having both shows, unquote. That last part is something that I just love about a big thing of source material that can solicit a bunch of different opinions because you can, on the surface, have two similar shows that are very different conversations because host set of A is really passionate about one point of view on it and B is completely opposite. And it's kind of fun to listen to two shows that are covering the same source material and putting two different points of views. I know I've done this over the years before, and I found myself kind of waffling between what my true opinion is because I'm like, yeah, I am totally agreeing with these. And then I listen to another point of view and I'm like, oh, I see it that way too. Okay, maybe I do hate this TV show. So I, I love it when that sort of thing comes up and the listener can listen to a couple different viewpoints. What I usually find myself doing is when I'm looking at a new subject matter, I'll listen to all the podcasts that come out and they're available for it. But eventually I'll just niche down to one, but it's the one that I relate to the most. So I think that's a win in the end that if I just had the one show that I didn't like or didn't like as much that I wouldn't have found the one that I really do like. So you're just going to get that. You're going to relate. You're going to have listeners that relate to your show more than they relate to another show. Here on Better Podcasting, we have listeners that relate to us because we don't talk about monetization all the time. That actually turns some people off. They want to talk about podcasting, but they just don't want the constant sales pitch in some cases. Not that the advice given on other shows isn't valuable or relevant or anything. They just don't want to deal with that. So they come to better podcasting on legends of shield we look at it from the marvel comic universe or the marvel cinematic universe actually we look at it from uh, an older standpoint i mean i'm by far the lar- the oldest person on the show but everybody is we don't have 20 somethings on the show we don't have teens on the show although i would love to expand to that mindset we're older and we've had more experience so we just take that different look at it is it for everybody no you have, like my kids, they, they want to learn about what is going on with the characters from peers. And they don't want to talk or listen to old people <laughs> about it. And there are others that just appreciate the depth of knowledge and the variety of viewpoints that the four of us now bring to the table. So it's just different from podcast to podcast. I mean, with Voices of Defiance, though, I'll say that we ended up being the only Defiance podcast at the end of that show. So if you wanted <laughs> if you wanted to hear about Defiance, the Defiance TV show, you had to listen to us. But it it, it can go either way there or whatever. So yeah, I, I really like the way Waffles is looking at this is like, have at it. I love this space. I want to hear more about it. And if you're going to do the same thing as me, I started this show, I'm just speaking for him right now, I started this show because I wanted to talk about comic books and video games, and if you're going to do that same thing, I'm going to listen to you because that's my jam. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to listen to. And so he created a show because it wasn't there. But maybe your show will be different, so he'll listen to yours. 
if you've had an experience like this, we'd love to hear from you. We would have to follow up in a couple of episodes, uh, but we'd love it if you'd send it to us. Why don't you email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And hey, if you want, you can send us a voice clip. This is a 100% original idea that we are encouraging you to send a voice clip. And it's definitely, definitely not coming from our chat which we do have a live chat when we record at www.geeks.live. And it's definitely not coming from Damien, the DM, who's in there right now. It's definitely not. It is. This is the Better Podcasting Download. I started using Libsyn as my podcast media host service from my very first show, Voices of Defiance, that I produced and ran. And I've never paid sales tax on the monthly charge that I can remember. Now, on December 1st, 2022, Lipson charged sales tax on all of its plans. I know this because I have several different podcasts on several different plans. There are individual plans on Lipson. We can talk about the pros and cons of it separately. But basically, I know that... On a $5 plan, there was a certain amount of charge that was added. On a $20 plan, there was a certain amount of charge that was added. And it turned out to be my local sales tax. As far as I know, and Stephen, if you've heard something, please let me know. But as far as I know, this was completely unannounced. It's unknown why Lipson made this change, but there was also a separate billing issue reported, or maybe it was the same billing issue. I don't know. Now, Pod News on Thursday, December 1st reported, quote, Ellipson is also seeing an unusual amount of declined transaction for hosting customers. Some European podcasters report that after re-entering their payment profiles, they are now being charged VAT, unquote. Now, VAT is basically tax. So it's unknown. I haven't seen an announcement from Libsyn. I'm unaware of an announcement from Libsyn about why this change was made. There might have been one. I just don't have one. And similarly, let's take this to the next level. Lipson was having some problems with the SEC. And part of what the problems was is they couldn't report their earnings correctly because they had some tax issues going on. There has been, I just checked before we podcasted, there's still been no movement, at least that I have seen, of Libsyn to regain their stock trading ability. The SEC took their stock trading ability away from them earlier this year, and they still haven't gotten that stock trading capability back. I believe it was March or April that that happened of 2022. Now, I don't know if this is related or not, but I also have to throw it in because it was in the same couple of days. Rob Greenlee left Libsyn for Podbean, and that was announced the next day on December 2nd. It's unknown if there's any correlation at all between what I just talked about, any of those two things, the tax or the trading capability and Rob Greenlee meaning leaving. But also, it has to be said, he has been employed by several podcast companies over the course of podcast history including Microsoft Zune, Spreaker, slash Voxness, whatever you want to call the company, and Podcast One. And I just want to mention that Rob Greenlee is a Podcast Hall of Famer, so I would imagine that his resources would be a hot commodity. So it might not have anything to do with it, but it might have something to do with Rob taking a look at Libsyn and going, 
I don't know if this is going to be where I want to be in two or three years because I just don't know how this is all going to shake out with the stock trading. Or it's also unknown about the taxes. It, was that just a billing issue? And they had been ta taking the taxes out of the flat rate before. And then there was some software change that said, we're going to put it on top. They haven't credited anything back to me. So I don't know in January if they're going to continue it or not. I just don't know. But I just wanted to let this be known to everybody out there. Maybe you don't look at your monthly bill and maybe it's inconsequential to you because it's, you know, 20 bucks a month. Who cares what the tax on top of that is? But there has been this change. I don't remember this any time in my decade plus of having a Libsyn account happening before. And it just, it might affect you in your decision on which podcast media host service that you want to go with. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, from a tax perspective, I, I have to say I'm not surprised that that it, this could possibly be happening. I, I am surprised, though, at the lack of information that we've been able to find. And that includes when this came up, we had had a discussion in our Discord server, and a lot of people didn't really know about that. Now, from my perspective, right, I, I'm Canadian, so I, I have to deal with Canadian tax laws. And and there's been quite the shift over the last couple of years with with working in sales tax to digital platforms. This has been a, a huge shift in recent and for a very, very long time. There has been, you know, tax laws that have been applied to digital transactions. What I mean by that is if I bought web hosting that was purchased in Canada or from a Canadian provider, I usually had to pay the uh, federal tax. And then if they were located in British Columbia, where I am, usually it would have to be both. Um, but with exceptions, anyways, I won't get into the Canadian tax information, but because it's boring. But but the thing is, in recent years, there's been a real shift to switch things. And what I mean by that is like, and I believe I never used to pay on things like Netflix and things like um, Spotify and, and, you know, other services and whatnot. But then Canadian tax laws have changed where you have to. And even platforms like Amazon where before, if the individual sellers on Amazon did not have a Canadian tax profile, I never had to pay it. So it'd be like, hey, the item's 50 bucks. And if it was, uh, you know, a, a seller based out of China or something, I would pay 50 bucks. It's changed. Canadian tax laws have said, no, 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 Amazon, you're big enough. You can charge it and deal with your vendors. A and basically, you're the one who's selling the website. You're, you're operating in Canada. You're responsible for doing that. And if your vendor doesn't have Canadian uh, have a Canadian tax information, you got to use yours. And, and that's a recent change. So for me, it's not entirely surprising. In Canada, we've had this sort of evolution happening for a while. And I don't follow U.S. tax information. So I'm really ill-equipped to speak to this specific detail. But I will speak to the fact that I think we'll see this sort of stuff start to happening more because it mirrors some of the things I've seen in other things like web hosting. And I think we'll probably have it start to come down on more and more companies that are operating internationally. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess my issue, if I had an issue, wasn't the fact that I'm paying tax because I pay tax on everything. It's it's no big deal. I'm not trying to screw the government out of whatever. I, I, I pay tax. I guess my issue is even with like Amazon, when they switch to charging tax, they told everybody in advance, we're going to start charging tax at such and such a date. I don't remember. Lipson doing that. And I did a search on several things, uh, their blog and pod news and a, a few other places. 
And I just never found the fact that Lipson announced that they were going to start changing their billing system. Now, like I said, maybe I missed it and I haven't reached out to Libsyn, but I don't know uh, if they did or not. I don't recall them doing it. So it was a little bit of shock to me as I was looking at my bill the day it happened. And I was like, well, wait a minute, that's different. And I was thinking, well, maybe they changed their 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 actual plans because, well, it is 2022 and there has been a lot of inflation. So I'd be like, okay, well, this is the same as everything else. But it just, it wasn't stated anywhere. Mm-hmm. And after it happened, I don't remember them saying, oh, by the way, we're charging tax now or anything like that. They might've, I haven't seen it anywhere. So I don't know. It's just... One of those things like I would prefer them to be a little bit more open than they were at the time. And even if they did say something, it was at least a week or so. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped following it after like a week, but it was at least a week that they didn't say anything other than they were aware that there was a billing issue and that your podcast is not going. They were open about this. Your podcast is not going to go away we're, we recognize that there's an issue. We'll try to charge you again. And if there is continuing issue, just get a hold of us and we'll make sure that your show stays on. So people were worried about their shows going away, that the charges weren't going through. My charge went through, it just went through with tax. So th- there was a whole bunch of different things happening simultaneously that just weren't communicated to the public, which is odd for Lipson because they're usually pretty good at that. Um, one last thing on the tax front, Johnny Pennington in our live chat says there's a good chance that if one starts it, the others probably will too, probably mandated now. And that could very yeah. well be that very well could be that there's a, a mandate out there. And hey, I would throw one one last thing in there before you draft up your angry email to us and you say, hey, why are you reporting on something that you didn't contact them? Because we're not a, we're not reporters. We're not a we're not a, a journalist. We're, we're here to talk opinions and facts about things that affect us as hobby podcasters. So. So, you know, this came up. We didn't care enough to reach out, but uh, we care enough to talk about it on here just as, as a, a bit of a discussion about some of these different things. And and we just like to have conversations. So there you go. Put away your angry yep. email or, you know, send it anyways and we'll do what we want with it. I mean, yeah, there was discussions on a variety of different Discord servers about podcasting and, and in the space and uh, even on social media, there was discussion about it. So it was out in the open. For sure. So if you've had any experiences like this or you know anything more about the tax information, we'd love to hear from you, though. We would come to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Or you can find us on our other socials, which are available at betterpodcasting.com slash contact. That's the best way that you can find all of our social information, social media information. We're on a few different places. Go ahead and check that out there. And while we are doing that, or while you're doing that, you can provide some stuff for our Better Podback segment. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. Black Friday deals, Black Friday deals. It's the Better Podcasting, Better Friday, Black Friday deals. Roundup. I don't know. I thought we needed a jingle. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? So we did ask everybody what kind of Black Friday deals that they got. And Josh Liston got back to us and he he said, anyone pick up any new gear or plugins over the Black Friday period? I got Akon Digital's D Reverberate 3 plugin 
and it's by far the best de-verb I've used. So good and so easy to use. I've had so many moments of buyer's remorse lately with my funky Rodecaster Pro 2 unit, and it was nice to buy something and just be blown away by the quality. Along those lines, I, I need to try this plugin, but I found through Steven the SPL Deverb plugin, which is now SPL Deverb Plus plugin. And I've had a couple of chats in podcasting spaces because people are looking for a good Deverb plugin and they've recommended some things. I said, well, I've been using the SPL Deverb Plus plugin for a few years now and it works really good for me. And then people have actually tried it and they got back to me saying, this is far better than the one I've used. Now, they didn't go head to head as far as I know with the Reverberate 3 here, but they have enjoyed that. So if you're looking for an SPL version of a Deverb plugin, I can recommend the SPL Deverb Plus. But uh, Stephen, did you take a look at the Econ Digital's Dev Reverberate 3? I saw this before. Otherwise, I would have checked it out because I or I saw this after I should say that the deal had gone away because I, I put a lot of stock into um, Josh's experimenting with plugins. Him and I have had some conversations over the years and and I would like to have have tried this, um, but I'm not willing to spend money to, unless there's a deal. <laughs> Now, I want to bring up the point because he says my funky Rodecaster Pro 2 unit in there. He was having mm. some issues with the uh, monitoring and a couple other things with it. He's finding that there is a notch, particularly in the headphones, between about 11 o'clock as he's twisting the knob that it just jumps up. So it's like a, a switch in there or whatever that it jumps up. And that is causing some issues as well as running in his words. This is what he's told me running the noise gate on all four channels simultaneously seems to overtax the system. So that's the issue that he's been running in. I've never run into it because I don't think I've used more than two channels on this at the same time. And one of the channels was my soundboard. So I wasn't running a noise gate mm. on it. I was just running the noise gate on the one channel. It seems to be running the noise gate on one channel just fine, but I've never tried multiple. If I ever get a chance to do multiple for whatever reason of using effects on multiple channels, I would love to see if I can duplicate what he's running into with the Rodecaster Pro 2. But I've had some issues with the Rodecaster Pro 2 with the sound pads that start automatically playing when I boot it up for no reason whatsoever. And I try to hit it and th there's no actually depression on the sound pads. I've talked about this before and just try to get it to go off. It just doesn't work. So there's been some issues. I mean, I won't, I'll talk about it more next episode, but the Roadcaster Pro 2 has been great, but there's been some minor issues that I'm like, I would expect better for the amount that I paid here, but it's still working fine for me. Josh has had a different issue. Yeah, and, and I want to piggyback on that there because I, I do think that companies that make mistakes like that on their second time around deserve more flack than on their first time. The first time you're learning things, you know, Gen 1 equipment, you always expect that. Um, Gen 2, especially with the popularity of the Rodecaster 1, th those are some weird things that I would would have expected elsewise, especially like the noise... Okay, the quality thing, yes, that, that's a given. But the noise gate thing, they know the amount that people wanted to push that Rodecaster Pro 1. They should have had, it, if it is um, a hardware limitation or, you know, pushing the hardware, they should have put better guts in it because 
they, they know that where people want to go with their equipment. And maybe it's a software issue. You know, it is a, basically a computer. So maybe yeah. it's just a firmware upgrade that needs to come in and, and optimize the processing or something like that. Maybe the processor isn't good enough. I don't know. But there is something, there is an issue to that. So that's what he's referring to since he stated that the funky RCP2 unit, that's what he's referring to. We also had Damien the DM respond and he said, I'll be grabbing the basic sound design bundle by Krotos Audio on payday. Haven't heard anything yet about that, but I'm sure he will be responding to us in our Discord server over in the Better Podcasting channel at, at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And I'm sure he will be telling you all about it over the next couple of weeks. Damien has done a fair amount of research into sound uh, beds or uh, where where you can get a lot of sounds because he's doing that almost audio drama sort of production with his show. So I find him to be a great resource across the board with sound bundles and, and sounds and stuff like that. So yeah, Damien is your guy in our Discord server to ask those questions too. Now, Original Waffles said, I got some filters and stuff to use with DaVinci Resolve, which definitely have something to do with why I haven't put out an episode in way too long. Like It's been about a month. He's been working behind the scenes on getting some of that infrastructure going. And some of that is the filters. And I know, Stephen, you were interested in the filters conversation. I was. And, and we're waiting. We're waiting to hear more about that. And I feel like he's he's done that to tease me specifically. And he said... He said, Stephen, I'm going to tease you and you're going to have to eventually come on my podcast to find out because I know that he's extended that invite for a while. But just, you know, which thank you very much for that. And uh, at some point I will when I am ready to guest another show. And I want to give a shout out to you right now, Waffles, that, that you have. And I, I appreciate that. Well, unrelated to all of this Black Friday talk, we did actually have Josh Liston ask an interesting thing or comment an interesting thing. He said, hey, Legends, I'm working with a show that is trialing Riverside.fm for recording their show. They said they were experiencing a really bad delay on the call that was making it really hard to get a flow on. I suggested they try turning the video off in case the issue was bandwidth related, but wondering if anyone here has experienced an inherent delay on Riverside.fm. Thanks for all, or thanks in advance to all. And we haven't really got anything back about that. So we wanted to put that out here, put the call. If you've had any experiences like that, please let us know and we can pass that along to Josh because, uh, yeah, Josh, we would happy we'd be happy if we could find you some information about that. I haven't used Riverside.fm, but I have used the new StreamYard multiple audio track recording thing, and that has worked pretty well. I think Michelle, my co-host on Legends of Shield, has had some issues with her computer dealing with that. And I don't know if it's her computer or her bandwidth. She had an issue last week before we started. And then the previous time she actually had to reboot and come back in. So it might be bandwidth related. It might be computer related. It's hard to tell what exactly is the issue with some of these services. And I wish there was some kind of a meter, I guess. Maybe I'll recommend that back to StreamYard to include a meter of like, are you within the acceptable bandwidth to do this. Also on Better Podcasting Chats with SP on StreamYard, I've also had to turn off the video with one of the guests, Ms. Cadabra, who I have had on twice now. Second episode is still supposed to come out. And she, her bandwidth is so low that I have to turn off my camera so it's not pulling too much bandwidth on her end. 
And we just got an update in our live chat from Jason Bryant that said, I've had the Rodecaster Pro 2 for a week. That monitor issue is hitting me too. So looks like we got a few different people with similar issues and uh, hopefully hopefully there's something software that can be fixed. Yeah, I haven't had that specific thing happen, but I have had an issue where maybe it is the same thing where I have not heard myself and I've had to turn the knob up way too much. Matter of fact, that's probably the exact same issue now that I think about it in order to hear myself on the recording. So yeah, I guess count me in three of us having the same issue. So Rode, I hope there's something you can do in the firmware about that. And maybe you could send me a Rodecaster Pro 2 because then I can just turn up the volume so I don't have to hear myself. That'd be fantastic. Or hear you co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you got any thoughts about any of this stuff, please do get in touch with us. And that's going to go ahead and do that for this episode. We'd encourage you to check out the Gunna Geek Network. You can check that out at gunnageek.com. Come on over to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And check out the episode next week that's going to be our Our Gear episode. We're going to go ahead and continue that tradition. We'd love to talk about gear. We just, it's one of our favorite things to do, but we try to contain ourselves a little bit and keep it to the end of each year. So check that out. That'll be episode 268 of Better Podcasting. And hey, check out the Better Podcasting chats with SP at betterpodcasting.com. So, for episode number 267 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, gear next week! Woo! And I'm SP saying, thank you very much for sticking with us. We'll see you all next week. Bye. See ya! Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.